Welcome to another edition of San Joaquin Spotlight, a public affairs broadcast airing on CMAC, Comcast 93, and AT&T 99 in the Fresno and Clovis area, also airing on Talk Radio 1550 KXEX in the Central Valley on radio, and also on podcast a on Anchor FM, which is a product of Spotify. This season, we're on Anchor FM Spotify for those around the nation and world interested in what we're doing here in Fresno. It's a community affairs type program. And, you know, I'm excited to chat a little bit this week about the Fig Garden Women's Club. And there's a beautiful building in Fig Garden that I pass by on a regular basis. And the building is so unique and so nice that I've always wanted to chat with somebody who knows a little bit more about the organization and the building. So our guests this week are Lynn Baldwin. She's the Centennial Celebration Chair and Irene Wiegand. She is the Fig Garden Women's Club President. Both of you, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. Nice so, to be here. Thank yeah. you for being here. And, you know, before we get into this celebration of a milestone, let's talk a little bit about both of you. Um, Irene, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in this organization. I joined the organization in 2008 because a friend invited me and I love the organization not only because of what we do, we raise money and we are a good philanthropy. We have nice luncheons once a month. And also the other reason is I live very, very close to the clubhouse so I can walk to the club meetings. It's very convenient. And I was not very active until, oh, about five or six years ago. And then I, I was uh, elected to be on the board and then we had, uh, I was asked to be vice president and I moved up to the presidency. Two years ago, COVID hit and I got to do, I get to be president two years in a row. So this should be a much more active year. I'm looking forward to it. Well, congratulations. And you know, Thank you, you. you mentioned that you live near the clubhouse. We did a walking tour not too long ago. And I want to tell you that, you have some beautiful trees in your area that have a lot of historic value that I had no idea about. You're talking about the Diodor uh, cedars that uh, light up Christmas tree lane. And we had one that fell down last winter. We had to replace it. Yeah, that's a, kind of want to keep those trees up. There are a lot of old ones in the area. Yeah, and we learned all about it during the walking tour, which I recommend everybody who's interested in, in learning about the trees, because, you know, now that I know more about those trees, if I ever move in that area, I'm going to protect them because they're so historic. Lynn, right. let's, let's talk a little bit about you, Lynn. How did you get involved in this organization? Well, um, a good friend of mine, um, Allison Alexander, she invited me to attend one of the luncheons at the women's club back in 2004. And at the time I had little kids. And so um, I enjoyed it thoroughly, but I wasn't sure if I could join and, and 
you know, donate time to help with these philanthropy things. So um, I waited a couple years. So I joined in 2006 and the ladies, all the ladies are so special. I learned so much from them. And like Irene said, um, everything we do uh, goes to charity. Uh, every, uh, most everything. Um, we keep a little bit to keep the clubhouse going, but all other fundraisers, all um, monies go to charities uh, in Fresno. And um, I think it's a great organization. And I'm a couple blocks off <laughs> from the clubhouse. So <laughs> um, it is beautiful to drive by or walk by the clubhouse. It's a great organization. And do, you know, when you, when people talk to you about the organization, do, do they ever ask you about the clubhouse? Because, you know, every time I pass by, I, I, I look at the beautiful building and I'm sure you get the same. So, I mean, how do you respond when they say what goes on in there? I say it's for the betterment of us members um, and anyone can join including men, <laughs> we have one man, <laughs> um, but also um, better men of community. And um, we just say we, we do events, the community is invited. Um, I know you, we'll probably talk about it later, but we have events that they can come and enjoy as well as buy things, which then the proceeds go to charity. Um, so let's let me uh, talk about what the Fig Garden Women's Club is. Uh, Irene, can you tell us a little bit about that? We raise money doing several events during the year. And we have a committee that after we raise this amount of money, sometimes it's 20,000, sometimes it's more. We decide which charities we want to benefit. And it usually has to do with women and children. It, almost always is. So our, it varies. Back in the thirties, we were giving money to um, the Red Cross. And then we have did, done it for, oh, there are several organizations like the Women's Emergency Home, Pinedale Nursery School. I was just looking back in some history. Most recently, we did it to uh, the Valley Performing Arts Council, Fresno Rescue Mission, and Breaking the Chains. That was last year's philanthropy work. Even during COVID, when we couldn't do our normal fundraisers, we sent a letter out and asked our membership to kindly donate. And they did. For that, we were able to fund our scholarships. We always give about $16,000 worth, I'm, I'm sorry, $8,000 worth in scholarships to nursing students. We were able to do that last year with the kind donations from our membership. And, uh, but we couldn't do, for instance, the breaking the chains and, and the other ones that I mentioned, that was the year before. This year, we're back in full gear <laughs> and we have several fundraisers. Our centennial celebration isn't really set up to be a fundraiser, but we will have a place where we have donation envelopes that people can take. And if they feel like giving to us, they sure can. We hope we are opening. Well, I'll tell you about the schedule a little later, but that's the 
the main gist behind, and we love, it's such a nice community of women and we love getting together once a month. We actually have some social events that are not fundraisers and we include spouses at those. Uh, it's just a great group of women. Some of them have been members for 30 Six, years. <laughs> well, I was gonna say one, I think we're at 60 years. And, yeah. yeah. I love organizations like this that have been around because I really think that your organization is a pillar in our community. I mean, and evidence of that is this exciting year. Tell us, Lynn, about what's happening this year. And is it really 100 years since your foundation? It really is a 100 year <laughs> celebration. It was back in March, the Figarden Women's Club. Um, started back in March of 1921. The clubhouse yes. was finished in 26. Yes, correct. It's a hundred years. And through each decade, um, the ladies contributed to keep it going. Like Irene was saying, I mean, um, during the war times, during the depression, um, we just kept it going. Um, and it's amazing. And so we are gonna celebrate that with 10 decade tables. So um, community can come in at open houses that we will have on October 19th and 20th. Um, and they can come in and look at all the different eras of our club and what the ladies did. Um, we're also, we'll have an open house on Friday, October 15th with dignitaries um, who will um, give us proclamations just to celebrate our hundred year anniversary. And so let's talk about, you know, when this, this will be on podcast. Mm -hmm. So those who are interested in the podcast will be able to catch some Good. of these exciting events, but okay. when it airs, it'll air a little later. Talk about if I'm listening to the program and I say, oh, no, I missed the event, can yeah. I make an appointment to go visit and can I come in and see somebody? How does that work? Sure. Um, they could. They could. Um, um, Irene mentioned we have meetings um, once a month, general meetings. And if someone is interested, they can come in and join us and see if they would like to join or not. Um and that is on the second Wednesday of each um, month. Um, and then we're closed from June, July, and August, but then we reopen September through May. Um, so they can come in um, and see what we're about. Also, if someone's there, they could ask to come in. You know, if they could see that something's going on, they could ask to come in and take a look. We're happy to show it off. Yeah, we are. And we rent the hall out um, if, for a fee. It depends how many people. As long as you're finished with the whatever event you have and you, we only have a capacity of 250. 250. Yes. Uh -huh. um, now you do, I think you do have to know a member. Yes, that's, yeah. that's right. Yeah, It's easy to get in touch with somebody and, but to just come by and see, it's locked up a lot, but it's just a phone call and one of us can be there. We live so close if somebody yeah. really just wants to see it. And it's an exciting year, hundred years. I mean, that's a milestone 
that's impressive for any organization to reach 100 years. I know we talked about it a little bit, but who can tell our audience how and why this organization started? What happened? Do we know what happened that motivated a group of people to say, you know what, we're starting this organization? Well, there were 13 farm wives who got together and said, we want to do something for our community. And they got together and decided to call it the Fig Garden Women's Club. And they wanted to give what, well, their initial reason was to kind of get together because they were stuck out on these farms and they come into town and get to meet. And they, they uh, just were, they wanted to help with the different needs of the community. Mm-hmm. So they got together. That group of 13 grew very rapidly. And J.C. Forkner was kind enough to donate the land that we have our clubhouse on. And from there, they started raising money to build the building. And in 26, it was finished. And um, it, we have about 175 members right now. So I want to uh, talk a little bit about you two being members of this organization. What have you learned being a member of this organization? Go ahead. I've learned to work with women of all ages and (laughs) it's been, it's been fun. There are people who are good in the kitchen there. uh, When we do events that we need food for, there are people who are so organized and it's not everybody's favorite, but we, we plow through it. There are women who love organizing and pricing things and there are women who love bringing food to these events so you learn to work with women who have many many different talents some are theatrical some are musical uh, and, and it's just been a great way to get to know a lot of women and it's funny we have actually had people who look at the can I come and try it out and they do, and they become very involved because it's time, but then I became more and more available, and here I am. <laughs> so they, they <laughs> want to try it out. They, they want to try it out, and then they learn something from the event, and then they come back is what you're telling me. Get excited working with all these other people a lot of them are fast friends because of our club so Mm -hmm. this will be 17 new members this year and that's impressive by the way i interview a lot of people on this program and a lot of nonprofits and a lot of community groups and you know there's a I, i think people are very very busy because there's a time even some of the organizations i'm a part of um, the growth isn't there, but when I read that you're actually growing, that's impressive. And it goes to show that people really enjoy what it is that you all do. Now you have a, a trash to treasure rummage 
sale. Tell somebody tell us a little bit about that. Well, like Irene, it well all year long, all the members collect goods um, to sell. It, it is like a yard sale, but it's inside the clubhouse, and then we have three containerfuls, and then for two weeks we pull it, organize it, price it. And um, we sell it and all the proceeds go to our charities. And what's left over, we give, to, we donate to, um, it depends. Um, Irene, I can't remember who we gave it to last year. Well, is it, go ahead. And there were the three that I mentioned, uh -huh. the Fresno Rescue Mission mm -hmm. and Breaking the Chains and the Valley Performing Arts the Council that we gave to. That was but two the, years the ago. The things last that are left, the, the um, treasures that are left over, we have um, a charity come in and pick up all that. And that could be AMBETS yes. or uh, Salvation Army, those types. And I love the vintage. I read that you have vintage and antique type sales. And mm -hmm. so, you know, if I, what if I wanted to just donate to your organization, Do, then would you then give it to a, another organization or would you, would it go into the scholarships? How does that work? If someone says, you know, I can't make any of the events, but I want to write a check. Are you a 501 C3? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And if people want to donate, they can specify what they want to donate for the, the nursing scholarships or pick one of the charities that were charities to yeah. that year. Yeah. Yeah. One of the other things you have that I think is pretty cool is a fashion show. So tell us a little bit about the fashion show and what people can expect. The fashion show will be on this year. It will be on a Wednesday, November 3rd. And um, we sell That's tickets for that. And we have a big silent auction where we hope to make our money. That's our main fundraiser. We hope to sell lots of tickets. It's, it's going to be at Pardini's this year with a catered lunch. And it's members and their friends and whoever wants to buy a ticket, please come and, and um, support and buy some silent auction items. We're, we're having it this year in, this, in the fall because the spring, we had to move our trash to treasures to spring because of the centennial celebration. Anyway, kind of rearranged everything. And so we'll have a lot of great silent auction items for Thanksgiving and Christmas, and uh, it'll be a fun event. And our chairperson, Shirley Zaber, is an energetic, wonderful person to be chairing the event. And she's got it all under control. And our <laughs> members are the models. How our cool. members are the models. <laughs> and I bet you you all enjoy that event as well. It's you know, great. seeing each other dressed up. I think it would be cool if I was part of an organization and we all dressed up and became the models on the runway or the fashion show. How cool and creative, very cool and creative event. Yeah. And our antique show is the one that you were mentioning. It's vintage, but it's the antique show. And that's also going to be in the spring. It's another fundraiser that's and that will be in March and uh, trash to treasures will be. So it, we're very busy in the spring. 
there's going so, to be a lot of fundraising. And then something that I think a lot of people love is coffee. And I read something on your website that you also do like a coffee event or a tea event. Tell us about that. We do a get acquainted coffee to bring veteran members as well as brand new members to meet um, all the members of our club. And it's hosted at one of the members homes and there's a 20 to 25 um, committee members who uh, cook and bring in tea sets and it's very nicely done and we just had one and it's well attended so one of the times that i love driving through your neighborhood now that i know you both live in that area is christmas and mm-hmm. so christmas it's always beautiful christmas tree lane is not too far away but you also have an event for Christmas. Can you tell us about that? If you're talking about the gala? Yes. Yes, we call it our Christmas gala. It's basically a nice cocktail party that we have on a Thursday evening after our luncheon. Tables are beautifully decorated. It's usually, it's mainly our members and their spouses who attend that people are allowed to bring guests. And we do this every year as a social event. It's more of a cocktail party. We normally have cookies during Christmas because we are right on the lane. We have cookies that we hand out in front of our clubhouse during the walk nights. However, those have been canceled. So we did not do walk night cookies last year, nor will we be doing it this year, unfortunately. You know- Well, and we put up a donation for Christmas Tree Lane um, when we're handing the cookies out. And we've raised upwards of $5,000 for the lane in a single night. Yeah, we give it directly back directly to to Christmas Tree Lane. So I'm learning things today because I see that I've been there when they've had the cookies and I've donated. And it's good to know that the culprit of this is the Fig Garden (laughs) Women's Club. (laughs) So tell us how people can reach out to you. How can they find out more information about you? A good way is through the website. You send a little message. We have a person who's in charge of the website. She lets us know. I I made a phone call the other day to somebody who responded and she's going to be a guest next Wednesday at our luncheon. Um, We don't really have a telephone number because we disconnected our phone. So the website I would say is a a great way. And and you can reach us personally too. And it is biggardenwomensclub.org. Fig, Thank you. org is the website. As we run out of time this week on the program, what, you know, we're all busy. We all have a lot going on in our lives. Why should people, and I'll let both of you answer this question. Why should people contribute to your organization? Why should we get to know more about your organization? Well, I think that you should contribute to our organization because we will turn that money around and give it to other organizations in the community who will benefit. And um, there's a long list of people and those charities who would like to can fill out an application. We go through the applications and we choose 
anywhere from three to four different um, organizations to contribute to every year. Plus we do our scholarships. Go yeah. ahead, Lynn. So, right. And each year um, it's based on the needs. So um, break, breaking the chains with the um, women who are trafficked is a big issue right now. And so we have been giving to them um, more than one or two times. And they're probably on our list this year just to help. So yeah, that is, we do uh, work, we get intimate with these um, organizations, the nonprofits, and we find out who really needs um, donations. Excellent way to end the program this week. I would like to, uh, one more time, Lynn, if you can give the website of this organization so that our audience members can visit. Yes, it's figgardenwomansclub.org. So it is W-O-M-A-N-S, not women's, but womansclub.org. On that note, Thank you to our audience members listening to the broadcast this week. Our program is called San Joaquin Spotlight, is a public affairs broadcast airing on CMAC, Fresno, and Clovis. That's the Comcast 93 and AT&T 99 channels. If you don't have those channels, don't worry. We're on Roku. We're also online. We have a podcast on Anchor FM, a product of Spotify. And finally, this year, we're on a new radio station, Talk Radio 1550 KXEX. The program is San Joaquin Spotlight. Our guests this week have been from the Fig Garden Women's Club, but don't let the name fool you. You can also join the organization if you're male or female. Our guests have been Irene Wigand, she's the Fig Garden Club president, and Lynn Baldwin, the Centennial Celebration Chair. You heard that right. This organization has been around for 100 years. Both of you, thank you for coming on the program. Cheers to another 100. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate your time. Tune in next week to a new edition.